All right, that is our first clip from the new detective, uh, new True Detective season that'll be out later this year. Colin Farrell replacing John Favreau in Swingers. Yep, that's a movie. You would watch that movie? I would watch uh, any movie with Colin Farrell playing Bullseye from Daredevil, his best film role. Oh yeah, so he is Daredevil. I forgot he, is he was in Bullseye that movie in every film. But he's only playing Bullseye in okay. those films. Like in like Phone Booth, he's still Bullseye? Yeah, yeah he's still Bullseye. In the Phone Booth? Sure that, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you've never seen Daredevil, it is a train wreck. It's amazing. Oh, I've seen it. It's good. Rewatch it. I believe I saw it in theaters. It. I think I did, too. I think I did. I think I did. That it's amazing. Dumb. You know, the water droplets <laughs> create a vibration. And he can see with so his, his ears. So his whole thing is is that he's blind, but he can still see. So really, what are we doing watching a guy run around with yeah. a stick? He's a normal guy. Yeah, pretty much. Except he can just see with rain. And he has to sleep in a sleep deprivation chamber. So he's like a normal schizophrenic guy. <laughs> Nothing that an eccentric billionaire is not already doing. That's a That cast is uh, terrific, though. Colin Farrell and... Uh, Who else is in it? Oh, Jennifer Garner, is she in it? Jennifer Garner, Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, okay. And to bring it home, John Favreau. (laughs) John Favreau, you swap him with Colin Farrell's character. You swap him into Swingers, and you have True Detective Season 2. I would watch that. With superheroes? With superheroes. That would be a weird direction for them to go. He's playing Bullseye. Okay. He's always playing Bullseye. Just all the time. The movie he was really playing Bullseye in, Home at the End of the Rainbow, because you see it. I've I've never seen. I don't know what that movie is. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. He hangs dong. Yeah, they cut it out of the movie because it made male audiences uncomfortable at screenings. Really? Yeah. What is this? Is the 21st century people? Yeah, well, it was like 2007, but yeah, it was the 20 f- 2007 is the 21st century. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Audiences, it was an art film, not a not a particular. It's an great. art film too. Uh, I mean, it's so the art know, crowd was yeah. offended by his dick. How ugly was his dick? It wasn't how ugly. It was apparently so. The story the goes, size? it was so intimidating <laughs> to. Male audience members that they reacted uh, poorly, poorly to, to it, it. Yeah, in test in audience testing. So that's kind of become a legendary Hollywood. God, men are the worst. Yeah, right, girlfriend. <laughs> you betcha, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about this. What did uh, you think of? You just heard that Vince Vaughn is going just to be. Now, yeah, yeah. I Co- just I mentioned heard it the to Colin you. Farrell yeah. casting, and I been hearing that they're casting with a female partner yes and they've offered it to s- the, there's a basically like six or I've seven i've heard a lot of rumors of yeah, who they've uh, elizabeth moss yeah. of mad men was uh peggy from mad men was i thought had the role and apparently there's like six or seven actresses who are being considered for the role now so i heard uh, ellen page at one point uh i think Scar- i don't know I if heard that scarlett was scarlett johansson yeah. uh, they're they're pulling some uh heavy hitters yeah they the are show. 
I don't know how uh, they're getting. But the Vince Vaughn casting. That is, was interesting. That's a, that's a wild card. It is a wild card. It's But it's a McConaughey-sized wild yeah. card. Because Vince Vaughn, uh, much like McConaughey prior to 18 months ago, is like a, a, wildly, a widely considered ass clown. Yeah, I think pretty much. A total ass clown. He's in movies like Failure to Launch. Or The this Watch. Is what I think of McConaughey as. Uh, well, Vaughn is in uh, what The Watch. Yeah. In, in the last five years, Vince Vaughn has made some of the worst movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Intern. In the, the intern. The internship. The internship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and The Watch were are notable bombs from Vince Vaughn. He's not the uh, the draw he was for some reason. Not Wedding Crashers, old school yeah. that era. That's right. Of. That's right. He's no longer a motorboat and son of a bitch. <laughs> That's for sure. I was I was talking with my friend about this yesterday, and he was like said that they ruined True Detective already. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I I was like I'm I'm waiting until I watch the show because I thought McConaughey was gonna suck, and it was like the biggest surprise of TV for me last year. Yeah. So I'm gonna wait and see what they do with Vince Vaughn. Uh, I hope I'm that the you know you, the other thing you said is Justin Lin of the Fast and the Furious yep. movies is, is directing the, the first two episodes. That's the only thing that scares me is uh, what, was it Carrie uh, Fugakawa was that was that his directed the directed whole first, the first season. season yeah did such an incredible oh job. I know that was like such a uh, such a visually stunning show as much as it was like a completely you know rabbit hole of of anxiety and and mystery. It was also immaculate and just beautiful in the way uh, it was. Every every frame was shot and sequences were mapped out. It was, if it, that show doesn't win every single Emmy this year, it's going to be. They, it's didn't it be already false. happen? Or did, did it? That, I, I don't have no idea. I don't follow that. Industry award shows. Yeah, bro? I don't. No, I'm pre- it pretty I don't really sure watch it happened it. already. No, they must have not won. I can't remember. We can. Do you want to get? I feel into like it? no, no. Do you want to do our like post Emmy? Podcast, right podcast, post primetime. I do podcast. know that the the uh, the best actor in a drama was like a group of death this year. There, it was like was it Cranston, Ham, uh, John Ham, uh, Harrelson, McConaughey, and I'm missing one more. There was one. It was like every single actor in it was. Uh, you Wonder know. who won. There's literally no way we think, could find think, this out. No. <laughs> It would just be speculation. It's all speculation it at this point. It happened in the past. We don't know. Until time machines are built, there's no way to remember the past. Men weren't meant to fly. <laughs> so close to the sun. <laughs> Icarus. Icarus, yeah. Icarus. But, if yeah, I don't think he won. But if he might have, and this might just all the, be the shit. Se- but the sequence that he had in uh, the end of... Uh, I think the fourth or fifth episode where they're in the uh, projects and he's that was the fourth episode, the mo- I believe. Yeah, motorcycle gang yeah. guy, and he's uh, going scene to scene. It was a, it was a long shot, like uh, reminded me of like Alfonso Cuarón, yeah. uh, Children of Men. Right, that it, long yeah. sequence at the end of Children of Men, where it's Scorsese like, yeah, and like Goodfellas or uh, I don't know who else. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson did a lot of that in like long Boogie take. Nights. Boogie Nights, yeah. the long take and Boogie Nights in the uh, Coke dealer's house. Yeah, we're gonna knock off the Coke dealer. Yeah, the uh, 
long takes are very effective. Yeah, they really are. That one in particular in uh, True Detective for me was almost worth the whole scene just to like be able to build to that moment and take that and make they, that scene. It was so expertly crafted. They did it on a fucking TV show too. Yeah, it's obviously cinema quality. So we'll see how these big cinema stars do it. Stupid Breaking Bad probably stars won everything. Of the Hollywood. Breaking Bad probably did. Stupid. Did you see uh, Cranston's one-man baseball show? No, I didn't. <laughs> he did a, an ad for like TBS MLB postseason. Yeah. It's like a six-minute clip online, and it's him performing a, a one-man show on Broadway. Yeah. Uh, and it's like him doing famous scenes from postseason history by himself. And it's like him practicing and doing a craft, and he's just... It's obviously it's you know uh, a mockumentary style yeah, yeah. commercial of him, of the making of him doing this and Cranston is an incredibly talented guy he's a, as funny as he is brilliant you know uh, very funny worth checking out oh I know I watched Malcolm in the Middle yeah Malcolm that's a great show I like that more than Breaking Bad Malcolm I'm the only one first two seasons of Malcolm were okay I'll, the first two seasons were are better awesome. than Breaking Bad the rest of it no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the first two seasons are better than Breaking Bad either. I do, but... You're not a big Breaking Bad guy? I like it. I've seen every season except the fourth season. I have never watched. Um, you just skipped it? Yeah. I I missed it when it was on TV, and I just never like went back like, and watched Meh. it. Again, there's literally no way what a person can go back and watch old episodes of Breaking Bad. It's really hard. It's not possible. It's painful. That show... Uh, we should really invent some sort of um, technology. So as to reverse time? Yes, because there's no other way to rewatch these episodes than to literally go back. This sit, is what Lost was about. Sit in front of a TV. Ten years ago, Lost. Oh. Is Sorry, ten years, ten ago, years ago, this, Lost this started? Week, yeah. Where you, did you watch Lost? I didn't watch it when it aired. Uh, when, it, when it finished, I watched the whole series, yeah. yeah. Ten years ago already. We have to go back. Another. We have to go back. I didn't like that show very much. You didn't like Lost? I watched the whole series. My problem with it was not the story or the fact that they like weren't telling you what the hell was going on. It was the fact that every single fucking episode for at least 20 minutes of a 40-minute episode was like a story from someone's past that I don't give a shit about and they would do it every fucking episode, and it would just... I would watch... It's a metaphor, Ryan. I don't give a shit what it's a metaphor those... for. I don't care what happened to Jack and his father pre-getting on the island. morality plays. I don't care at all. Reflective of the overarching theme of the episode. This is what... This tying I, together... I understand. Not to mention tying in the mystery of the whole narrative. Maybe if they would have done it less obvious... Um, yeah, but I mean, people the, the talked about being confused. They couldn't do it any less obvious on network television. I guess. I think for the scope of what they were doing and and the way they told the story and the format they used, it's as ambitious as any show that's ever been on network television My and deserves to be watched and remembered for a long time. I really enjoyed Lost, and I will w watch it again someday. My argument has always been with that show. It's like you're, on, you're showing people that they're on an island – with the fucking smoke monster and bunker things and lids on the ground and fucking island that 
Ewan McGregor is there with body doubles, <laughs> his clone, Scarlett Johansson too, and they're harvesting. No, that's a different no, The Island. Yeah, that's, that's The Island. Okay, that's the that's movie, not. The Island. No, okay, I was really confused. I'm sorry, go on. Okay, so, yeah, so you, you got all this stuff, and then yet, I'm supposed, like, they throw these problems up there, and these problems seem so much bigger than this stuff, like, this fucking backstory that didn't even happen, like, so they they had just too much character development. You're developing characters in the current setting, and then you're also giving them all this backstory that I really feel isn't necessary. Well, well part of the problem with the sh- with Lost, especially, you're talking halfway through season two, through like most of season three, which is meaty. Those are 24 episode seasons, so yeah. we're talking about like a 30 episode arc. So. Uh, they had to fill some time. 30 hours of television. They are trying to tell a, a story with a finite narrative ending, right? But you No, I don't think they are. You have a network. You... No, this is true. Okay. They have a network telling them you got to drag it out. And they're negotiating during season, the halfway through season two, through season three, they're negotiating with the network for an end date and how to formulate yeah, with an impending writer strike coming too. Oh yeah, that did happen so around it was that. So all part that of that. It, 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 I think to get this story told on network television is a story in a in and of itself. And and Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelhoff and J.J. Abrams are pioneers. I consider in the in the narrative uh, storytelling on on television. Today. Fair enough. I guess I wouldn't watch. I guess I would watch a documentary about Lost, but I would never go back and rewatch Lost. <laughs> we have to go back. <laughs> we. It doesn't make me less bored. We have to go like, back. I would watch Listen. a documentary about how they got it produced and stuff. That would sounds like it would be interesting. And it would be but it doesn't mean I have to one be... 80th of the time. It doesn't the mean there's a Lost as well. It doesn't mean, though, that I still wouldn't be getting real bored watching there, those there episodes. There are a handful of episodes of Lost, though, that are some of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. There's no, and like um I and I did watch the whole series and part of it was cuz I wanted to have answers to what was going on. That's where it like shined for me that like it got me to watch it even though I wasn't really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Like I would still I I just kept watching. And you know, it's on oh, it's on Netflix. Wait a Wait minute. a second. Net net Netflix. Net Netflix. That's fine. They don't have Net- Breaking Bad on Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? The insurance? Yes. Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. That's what you're talking about? Yes. But we can't go back and watch Lost because there's no way to. Oh, yeah. Watch. There's no way to there's do no it. There's no way to go back and watch episodes of Lost anywhere. What if happened? I, if, if I could go back, because mm-hmm. we have to go back, uh, I would go back and watch a handful of episodes, including The Constant, which is a great time-traveling episode with the character Desmond Hume. Uh, and it's it's a magnificent love story told in a span of an hour over a period of three different timelines. And it all seamlessly intertwines with the overall message of the entire show. I don't remember it's, that one. It is one of the finest hours of television I've ever seen. And and, and it, if you've watched Lost, you can probably just go back and watch it out of context. Oh, I'm sure you can. If you haven't watched Lost, I think you have to watch up to that episode because it is... What season is that? In? I believe it's towards the end of season three. Okay. 
It might even be episode 316. Wow. You know the it, episode number? It, well, no, because I think the context of them putting it at 316 sticks out to me. I think they did that on purpose. Okay. I could look it up, but nah. we'll just say a conjecture. You can't I'm, look it up. There's no, way, it, there's no way. There's no way to do it. We can't go back. Oh, man. That but sucks. We, we have to go back. Also, Lost, they uh, had some Pixies songs playing sometimes in the background. So as a 16-year-old, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I remember Where Jack Is My is, Mind, I think. Jack in one is of loaded on pills, and <laughs> he's driving erratically, uh, and he's going to go see the corpse of, uh, what, what was the name he was going by? Uh, I don't remember. You remember? I don't remember. I know I what you're talking spoilers, about. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't want to get spoilers, but he was going by Rich, Richard name. Harris. Was Something that the like name he was going by? <laughs> he's going to go see the body of Richard Harris, and he uh, he's loaded and gouge away. Is yeah. Playing, and I thought that was badass. <laughs> I love that shit. Uh, speaking of We Have to Go Back... Let's go back 10 years further. Same week, 1994. So we're going back 10 years? Think about 10 years ago. 10 years before Lost. So ten, that would be... 2004 was Lost. How so many ten, years ago would that be? Well, that use your would fingers. Be, okay, so we te- Lost was 10 years ago. Yeah. And it was 10 years before today? 10 years before 10 years ago. 10 years before this week. Lost. Which was this week with George Stephanopoulos? Are we gonna do a little political satire? It's my new. I was thinking more of a weekend update vibe. Is what we? (laughs) No, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna knock Colin Jost. That guy is a brilliant. Colin Jost? Oh, you don't know who that is? I don't. He's the no-name writer who they had take over Weekend Update this last year. (laughs) Weekend Update humor, keeping up on it. Yep, satire. There you go. Ten years before. Okay, we gotta get back to this. We gotta figure ten out ten years it, when before it ten years. What are we even talking ago. about? Are we teasing them with what we're gonna announce that happened? What we have so to go a back. certain number of years ago. Yeah, it, well, ten okay. years ago. Yeah, ten years before that. Okay, that many years. We'll leave ago. it at whatever that. Whatever many years ago that is, we'll leave it. Do you do you know what happened twenty some years ago? No, I don't. Was it Vince Vaughn related? Vince Vaughn was born. He was born? No, <laughs> Vince 20. Vaughn is old. Vince Vaughn is really old. He's younger than no, us. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn's like 28. He's super old. <sighs> old man. Old people are like 28 years old. No, something happened. Vince Vaughn was uh, just harassing women on the street as a normal person, not a celebrity at this point. So this is pre-Vince Vaughn. Try to step outside of double v for just a second back when he was just he was just a wee young scamp they, they knew him as that the streets of liverpool <laughs> shoe shine for you governor <laughs> that was vince what, was that? what accent was that <laughs> oh, i'm a cockney chimney sweep boy <laughs> i am oi i can't i can't do accents so i'm impressed that you even attempted one 20 years ago. Okay. I did the math. I crunched it out. It was 20 years ago. 10 years ago. 10 years before that. 20 years Let's ago. Let's move past it. I'm never going to understand okay. this. And it isn't what this happened? fun related. Any more guesses? No guesses. Not one more guess? Um, I was born? No, no, Ryan. You're old, too. Oh, yeah, I am. This song came out 20 years ago? 
even even richer cultural impact. Um, the president played this song twenty years ago. The White House. No. I'm, Do the I'm names lost. Ross, Rachel, Phoebe, Joey, Chandler, and Monica mean anything to you? Should they? Yeah, they're the girls from the Mumbo Number no. Five video. Oh yeah, Joey <laughs> and Chandler and Ross and Rita. Monica. Friends aired 20 years ago this week. It was the premiere provocateur of, of early 90s television. Yeah, NBC, an anchor of NBC's must-see TV. How do you feel about Friends 20 years out? Because I am someone I, who hasn't seen Friends. Really? Yeah, I've never, I, I've I never seen it. I literally grew up watching it. Yeah. I so watched every episode. I've probably seen every episode of Friends way too many times. So I assume, like... Twice is made way too many times, so I've seen them all way, 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 way too many times. So has your opinion changed on Friends at all since you uh, were growing up with it? Well, I mean, when you're a kid, a lot of things are funny, you know? Yeah. And you laugh. I was a big Adam Sandler fan. You laugh along with things that people are laughing to. So the laugh track makes Friends seem seem at the time a lot funnier than it was. Children are highly suggestible. But paradoxically, today it makes Friends sound less funny than it actually is. Because nobody does that anymore. Right. Well, yeah, they do. That's that's Barely. false. M- Mulaney is trying it. Yeah. We'll talk about that yeah. soon because Mulaney is starting, and I know we're both very interested I'm, in I want to see the first multi-camera episode. Multi-camera yep. live audience sitcom. Hasn't really been tried like on th- this kind of scale since Lucky Louie. Has anybody Maybe. really? George Lopez, I guess, is still doing it. Done it with it. the... I guess CBS is still doing they're it. They're still doing it, but like they're doing it with like a different reverence to it, I think. That like Louie was doing it with, like, and and I think Mulaney is too with the knowledge of, I don't know. Um, well, sort of like, like they're like winking the only, at it. The only person doing those kind of comedies is Chuck Lorre. Yeah. So all of those comedies have the exact same style and hue and even like camera and the way it's shot, and they're all made by CBS. Yeah. You know, uh, so I think anything multi-camera is going to look different to us because we've only seen Chuck Lorre multi-camera sitcoms yep. for 10 years, you know. Well, I, I, there really hasn't been a successful multi-camera sitcom that I can think of in the last 10 years that isn't nope. Chuck, Chuck Lorre. I mean, since Two the... And a half, I guess that 70s show, that which was, was mildly successful. Yeah. That's about it. That's, I think that's about the last one. Yeah, I don't know. Ever, even ever Dharma, since like Dharma the office, and Greg yeah. was Chuck Lorre when he was still at ABC. Yep. Uh, and then Two and a Half Men, and The Big Bang Theory, and Mike and Molly, and the other CBS garbage dumpster stuff. <laughs> Every one of those is a Chuck Lorre show, and I can't think of another. What was the uh, uh the one on Fox with Donald Logue? Uh, Till Death or no Mar 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 um Married for Life. Married for Life sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but Till Death was uh, the brother from Raymond doing uh, a live Brad action Garrett. on Fox. Yeah. That was. So that was yes. a year ago yes, that was or last two, year. and that got canceled. I, I saw one episode of that just because I don't have cable, and mm-hmm. I watch a lot of primetime TV. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it 
Seems exactly. like all the other ones, yeah. Uh, so Millennia will be interesting. Yeah, I I really want to watch it. So we'll see. I don't know. But okay, so friends, we friends. were trying to get back to, um, the cultural impact. Yeah, or how you were asking me how I feel. Yeah, how it. you felt about it? So Has yeah, your opinion today, changed? Today, I think that because it's so archaic in it in its format comparatively to today. It seems less funny than it actually is. That like the scripts and the joke writing are above average still, and there again are some very funny episodes of Friends, some very well well done episodes. It does feel dated. That's the biggest thing about it. It does. It I feels very very dated from from because it was such a fashionable thing in the '90s. It was doomed to be unfashionable in the future. Anything that commits itself to like style and time ultimately feels like it's from that style and time you know i feel that way about seinfeld too i still watch seinfeld every morning seinfeld is more classic i cook sitcom they play an hour of it in the morning i I watch it every morning um there's seinfeld has a timeless quality to its storyline it's the laugh track though it makes it it makes it seem dated to me like it seems like it's from the 90s sure um even though the jokes are still like that show still makes me laugh Oh yeah, uh, there are still lines in it that that get me. That show stylistically, other than the laugh track, isn't very nineties. Like no, yeah, it was Elaine it was Bennis ahead of its costumes, time. Or, you know, or you know, dresses and everything. The early the early seasons, especially, but um, it got kind of more nineties after I think Larry David left. Once George, uh, after Susan died, his fiance, mm-hmm. that's when it kind of started to. You could tell that it became more of a contemporary. Yeah, yeah storytelling instead of i don't know timeless there's something very timeless about seinfeld where you think that like they could change the vernacular and have that show succeed in any generation of television they really could you just change the the you don't change the the plot you just change the words used to tell the jokes and it could have been dick van dyke in the 60s or you know uh so yeah uh, but friends friends will have a huge impact as far uh always as far as um uh, sexuality on sitcoms and and affirming I don't know uh, 90s uh, f- free and open sexuality you know like people were able it was the 90s female females <laughs> females were empowered uh, on television as you know sexual beings for probably the first time b- by friends I guess maybe maybe, yeah, maybe cheers to an extent yeah, a little bit with uh, with Diane uh, yeah. and, and Kirstie Alley yeah I was Rebe- gonna say Rebecca Rebe- yeah, I think that's right. Um, but for the first time, you had these sexually empowered, you know, women. And it was kind of a precursor to Sex in the City and that whole. And so it was definitely a trendy show and a, a, sh- a show that doesn't strike as true today, but ultimately had a, a large uh, ripple effect throughout television. And that was uh, sex on primetime in the sitcom format is okay so it's got to be okay everywhere else it yeah kinda, it kind of did that set the stage for things like ally mcbeal which overly sexualized you know uh that was an hour-long she's the lawyer right uh, yeah i guess that was an hour-long dramedy from david e kelly because uh, it was comedy and drama procedural but uh it definitely was very very sexual show and uh, you don't have that without friends. No, I don't think I so. I think uh, you don't. You don't have the new girl without friends today. Ensemble casting, uh, it was huge for modern ensemble casting. Having 
a, a variety of people. I know Cheers was very. That's much true. Yeah, of that too. But Friends. but but still, Ted Danson was the main yeah character on Cheers. Right. Even I, I well, I guess I I would say Cheers did that because like you could see like I would say The Office is an ensemble cast, mm-hmm. but you could still say like I don't know. I would say Steve Carell is the main character on that show until it's. Until it switched, and, and then it became, and then it became Jim and Pam. I as never, uh, I never Jim watched the past main character. The, the wedding episode when they got married. I no, just said, I'm done. really yeah. seriously. Neither have I. <laughs> That's the That's episode I stopped on. They did like uh, what are the? That's fuck really weird. They did a. Uh, uh, what one of those things? No, that's not true. I watched the finale. Did I watched. The, I watched the very last episode. Yeah. Oh, the flash mob dance thing at the at their wedding. And yeah. I was like, all right, now you're just you're just making a meme. You're doing viral memes now. You're you're Tosh, and I quit. That's when I quit. I was so mad. I wasn't even that mad. I was just like, I had to. Okay, if the office really ended for me around season three, but I just kept going, and yeah. that was the kind of. Just well, wasn't point. that when they started developing Parks and Rec? Was after season three? Might have been. I'd have to look th- look into that when the first year. I'm pretty Parks sure was. that was when I think it was but again during season four. No way for me to know this. Nope. There's Can't no find tool. Out. There's no like uh, accessible encyclopedia of all knowledge out there. What's we should really that? get on that as a society. Well, we'll sell them in books and we'll go door to door and we'll will they'll be from A to Z. Do you think we'd make any money if we uh, invented something like that? No, probably not. Let's not follow our dreams. All right. Let's well, good, uh, good deal. Those were my talking points today. I wanted to talk about Friends. I wanted to talk about True Detective. Uh, we talked a little TV. Do you want to talk any music? I was going to mention a couple things I've been listening to recently. Um, if you have not heard the new single from uh, Run the Jewels, Killer Mike and LP's new collaborative album, LP producing it again, um it's one of the it's their best song i would say really uh oh darling don't cry it is it is fucking good um the first single to drop from their new album run the jewels 2 uh came out uh probably a couple weeks ago maybe a month ago blockbuster night part one it was good and it got me excited but this one got me really excited for the album and they're going to be playing madison in September, I believe. They've been, yeah, they've been through Madison yes, a few times. They last are playing years. the Majestic, I believe. Yeah. in September, and I I want to go to nice. that show. Yeah, I saw them. Uh, they played the Terrace. They d- I was at a wedding. I couldn't go to that concert. Yeah, I was in Chicago for Pitchfork, but the next day they came to Pitchfork. And oh I, and yeah, I saw them there. Yeah. And Killer Mike was uh, incredibly passionate and uh, very uh, ca- uh, captivating. I like stage. Killer Mike. I first found out about Killer Mike through Frisky Dingo. Did you know yeah, he's yeah, Taquil? Yeah, he's the voice on yeah. Frisky Dingo. And he sings yeah. the theme song. Yep. All that jizz. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> for that show. Um, and then I've, I've just listened to LP for a long time. Um, but they're also, I think they're going to be here with uh, a group called Rat King, I believe, or Clipping. I don't remember who it is, but it's... Um, Someone else I've heard recently that has a new album out recently. The Rat King, yeah, isn't that Dennis that's, from That's 30 Dennis Rock? from Thirty Rock, <laughs> but it's also a hip hop group of uh, three guys. They had a new album come out recently that was really good. So I've been listening to that song a lot uh, recently. Um, what else have I been listening to? Um, I listened to the new U two album, obviously. Songs of Innocence. I'll, the only thing I want to say about that is the only song I really like off of it is Every Breaking Wave because it sounds like they're doing a killer song from the year 2007, which is nostalgic for me. That's why I like it. 
Second most powerful emotion. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. You, I was going to say you too. You too. You too is my second most powerful. No, that's the emotion. first most powerful emotion. <laughs> so it's got the two best things. That's yeah. why you like it. Yeah. You too and nostalgia. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've been listening to. A lot of rap. Milo is another rapper I've been listening to. Actually, out of Wisconsin, uh, Milwaukee. He's based in LA now. Um, he he released a new album a couple days ago. Streaming on Bandcamp. Yeah, I've recommend I've seen checking some that people out. People tweeting out about it from yeah. the Milwaukee area. I'd recommend that. Um, that's about all I've been listening to recently. Have you been listening to anything this week? Uh, Interpol's new record, which you just played for me. Yeah, it's pretty good. High energy, good rock and roll music. Um, great uh, rock and roll music. They, uh, I think it's a great return to form for them. It's super listenable. It's very. Um, I don't know, uh, just fun. Yeah. It's a good fun record, and it has its slower and more interpoly songs, but parsed in between are some really great just rock and roll riff singles. So uh, it's just so highly polished. They remind me of guys like Spoon, who put out their record a few weeks ago, which is another I haven't really heard their new album. It's, it's very slick, yeah, and that's I, exactly what... I like what Spoon. I've, yeah. Interpol is just like a darker version of Spoon. It's just... Uh, it's just highly polished, well crafted, you know, really well produced rock and roll music, and it's it's very uh, very put together. I enjoy it a lot, so I've been listening to that and been uh, seeing some buzz about the Perfume Genius record. So I listened to that, and I listened to his first record. I thought it was okay. Yeah, there's a couple songs I liked off it. There are a I lot of artists who I like uh, tweeting about it, so I yeah. was like, yeah, I'll give it a listen. I, I've yeah, I've listened to it once, but I wasn't paying super close attention to it while I was listening to it. I was doing other things. I just had it on in the background. And we're still waiting on that Grimes record. Yeah. We were talking. Um, she said that she scrapped the whole album, which I don't know if I believe at all. It sounds like a publicity stunt. It's one of those things. That's, you know who it sounds like. Especially because I read it on it Sounds Pitchfork. like our good friend Bono. Yeah. Something he would do, doesn't it? Do you th- has he done that before? Yeah, they've they've said uh, they actually said it with this record in like June that they're scrapping the whole record, <laughs> and they also hint at records that c- that are never coming. Oh, oh, this is the thing. Radio what? Radiohead has been tweeting stuff. Uh, Have they? They've been they they are in the studio recording. Oh and shit! And they've been going through their I guess old notes and old discs and old artwork and stuff like that. And so they've been posting all these photos of records and uh, album art and uh, early lyrics for songs like Wolf at the Door. They printed like they posted alternate lyrics that they found. So they're going through their archives and finding all this cool shit. So if you are a Radiohead fan, which I know some of you are, uh, look, look into the Tumblr or on Tom York's Twitter uh, in his Tumblr. And I think now Godric's. Twitter as well. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, Nigel Godrick's uh, t- uh, Tumblr, I think too. Johnny and Johnny Greenwood just played uh, "There Will Be Blood" live in really? New York. Yeah, that'd be cool. Super cool. That's a really cool soundtrack. So if you're a Radiohead fan, go listen to the uh, "There Will Be Blood" soundtrack too, and wait. Who knows? Maybe only a few more weeks. Radiohead yeah. records fast. Any minute now. It could be out right now while no, we're we, talking. We don't even know looking. it. Yeah. If only there was a way to look. Again. No way. No way. We'll work on that for the next episode, I guess. Yeah, I think so. 
Should we introduce? Is there yeah, we could we can introduce ourselves. No, that was about all I had. Yeah. Introducing. All right, introducing myself. My name is Ryan. And I'm Dellen, and you've been listening to our podcast. Williamson Street. Williamson Street. Uh, don't listen to us on iTunes. You can download us on iTunes. Just search Williamson Street in iTunes. Um, also, our Twitter. Yep. Search and Williamson I think we'll Street be getting Twitter. some stuff posted up. We're going to be following uh, Fall TV this this fall, the, the new season, so... Uh, we'll probably put somewhere what we're what we're following, and we'll be talking about it on podcasts. I'm sure we'll sure. talk about it at some point. Yeah, yeah, we got. Well, we, we'll have to sit. We're down. just kicking off the fall yeah, TV right it's, now. It's it's like fucking Christmas. I in know. September. I love <laughs> I love fall TV. You got uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine starting this that's, week. That's we coming back this New week. New Girl and Mindy Project start this past week. Uh, I haven't heard. Week. I assume Broad City's going to be back soon. Broad I'm, City I'm will be forward to that. Back. I don't. I don't know, know when. That, yeah, but I'm looking forward to that. So there's there's stuff happening. Uh, SNL starts soon. Chris Pratt opens the season. So we'll be talking about that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, the new season of The League, for all your dick and fart jokes, it's happening again. So uh, we'll we'll be talking about that and more next time we talk to you guys.